When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwartz. Fellas, how are we feeling on this Wednesday? Uh, you know how it normally is. More <laughs> calm than after the, the Monday episode when you're like fuming mad that they lost. But I don't know, man. That one's going to sting a little bit because they keep losing to good teams. But now it's Broncos week which I thought going into the year was going to mean something. And instead, it's just how bad will the Broncos be and will the Chiefs continue to make them look awful? Right, Nick? Yeah, normally this is the time of the week, right? Like 48 hours have passed, 72 hours have passed. This is the time when we start talking about why the loss was a good thing, why it was actually going to propel the Chiefs to a victory. See, this is how much Broncos, the Broncos are irrelevant in the grand scheme of things because we now have a second tap man joining the podcast. Young <laughs> tap is taking over for yeah. his dad this week. We don't need Cody this week. Desmond can take over. He, just, he, he said, Hi, can cutie. I sit with you? That's all. Uh, he just wants to be a part of the podcast. He can do that. Angel. Desmond, do you have any opinions on Patrick Mahomes? Do you want to share? <laughs> can you say Patrick Mahomes is good? No. Okay. Well, watch from there. Wow. We should lead with that. Just say boo, Denver. No. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's a tough. He's a tough nut to crack. What can I say? Not going to be told what to do. <laughs> no, he will not be. But it's weird because, like, the Russell Wilson offseason signing was a huge topic of conversation for us, and yet isn't because it feels like this is supposed to be a runaway win. This is the worst team on the schedule. Okay, we just put it like. This is the this is one of the three worst teams in the NFL, right? And you get to face a couple of them the rest of the way. So, Kayla, I'm not going to steal your thunder any more than I already have. No, steal it. I don't care. That was a great point. Looking forward to this one on Sunday. Um, but we're going to turn things back to the Chiefs. The race for the one seed is officially wide open again. You guys, is anyone's game at this point? I think a lot of what this is is I still think they're going to get the one seed. Like, I know that I'm supposed to feel worse because they just lost that Cincinnati game and now they're no longer, you know, technically in control of their own destiny and the things that kind of come with that. But Buffalo's going to lose one of their games, aren't they? I mean, yes. I just feel like they're, they've got three divisional games. They're all at home, but three divisional games. They've lost to two of those opponents in the Jets in Miami. They still have Cincinnati, which adds another layer of challenging game to their schedule. And Kansas City has the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. The winning percentage of the teams they have left is 353. And that includes after the Raiders have won three games in a row, or it would be lower. And that includes a Seattle team who has managed to stay above 500 for a majority of the year because they've been pretty decent. That's the toughest opponent remaining on the schedule. Denver's a joke. They lose to Denver. It's as bad as losing to Indianapolis. They're a joke. The Chiefs, and I don't think it's unreasonable, should be expected to win out. And I don't think that you can put that same expectation on Buffalo. So I still think they're going to get the one seed. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I was alluding to in the preamble there. 
you get to play the Texans, the worst team in the NFL, and the Broncos, who right now, if the season ended and they hadn't traded their first round pick to the Seahawks twice, they would have the third overall pick in the draft. So you get to play effectively three of the worst teams in the NFL over your final five games. We said this last week that the reason why we placed extra importance on the Bengals game was that it was the last true barometer for where the Chiefs stacked up in the AFC because we knew the rest of the schedule was going to break heavily in their favor. And that's what it's looking like right now. With the exception of the Raiders, who are kind of playing good football, and the Seahawks, who are a good team, but you're probably going to be significant favorites, right? Probably a touchdown favorite, six, seven points against Seattle. Those are your two toughest teams. That's going to be as easy of a schedule as anyone in the NFL. So the AFC race is wide open, and I fully expect the Bills to hang around. I think the Bengals, with the way they're playing, could make a charge. I still expect them to win their division. And with the Dolphins hanging right there, I know they, they lost to San Francisco, but you're talking about the best defense in the NFL in the Niners. They're not going to have to face them week in and week out. I still think they're a, a, a player in the AFC. Having them in the same division as the Bills does give me a little bit of hope that they'll maybe kind of beat up on each other and the Bills with the way your schedule uh, shakes out. Like you mentioned, Cody, you've got three other teams in the East that are potential playoff contenders. Well, because Cincinnati and Buffalo still play each other, one of them mm-hmm. is taking on an extra loss. Yeah. Yep. Either the team that has the advantage on you because of the tiebreaker or the team that is only a game behind you that would have the advantage on you because of the tiebreaker. One of those isn't going to get the tiebreaker on you because Kansas City sure as hell isn't losing two games, right? Which is what it would take to fall behind both of those teams for the one seed. So it's just not going to happen. We can't count on Baltimore anymore because we're without Lamar Jackson for multiple weeks. So that's done. Miami has to take on Buffalo. Same problem, right? Either Miami's getting another loss, which means they're two games behind Kansas City, can't do it, or Buffalo's getting another loss, which means Kansas City can win out and still get it. Like It just feels like, although they're not technically in control of it, their schedule so much more favors their ability to get the one seed than every other team that's in the conversation because they still have tough games left on their schedule. The Texans are so bad, and the Broncos might be almost as bad if it wasn't for the fact that they can play defense. Their offense is worse than the Texans. They're just good at playing defense. So otherwise, we would be talking about them as the number one overall pick, except for not them. It would be the team that they traded with, Seattle, who would get that pick because of their inability to get anything going with Russell Wilson. I've got a question for you guys. Yes. Are we, because we've talked about this several times throughout the season, whether it was after the Raiders game, which required a double-digit comeback, the Titans game, same situation. Malik Willis was in at quarterback, and that game was still tighter than you wanted it to be. Seeing how, how bad these opponents are the next five weeks, are you guys at all concerned that the Chiefs are going to play down to their competition like we've seen them do earlier this season? I think they pretty consistently do, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kayla, we need some optimism here. Normally, I would say... Yes, but I'm going to say no, because these teams are so bad. So we should just smoke them like there shouldn't yeah. be. We should just blast them out of the water. Like Tennessee's a playoff team, at least, Nick. Right. They're going to win their division by three games. Like so to play down to them a little bit, whatever. I The Broncos, very simply, and I know we'll talk about them on the Friday episode, too, but they are incapable. Like it's not scientifically, mathematically, humanly possible 
for them to score enough points to beat the Chiefs. They are <laughs> incapable. They can't the way, do it. Ed, can I? Can we go over that really quick? Because over the last month of football, the Broncos are averaging nine points per game. Thank you. They've scored 35 points in their last four games combined. The Chiefs might do that in three quarters. Well, maybe not against the Broncos defense, which is why they're constantly in like four point losses or five point losses. Yeah. The defense is really good, but you're right. There's no situation you can conjure up where they put enough points on the board to win. Well, unless like we saw with the Bengals who play up to the Chiefs. Do we fear that happening with any of these teams or no? Are they just going to come out of nowhere and finally turn it on against no. the best team? No, because they're just too bad for that. Yeah. And the Bengals were trending upward. I think that the Chiefs game was the moment that made everyone realize, okay, the Bengals are doing the same thing they did last year, but Mm -hmm. they were quietly playing really good football leading into that Chiefs game. And that was sort of the exclamation point to say, okay, we're here. We're peaking right now. The Chiefs, by the way, have scored less than nine points. Exactly. I'm almost done adding it up. Exactly one time in Patrick Mahomes entire starting career Nick so what game was that the Tennessee Titans game they lost 27 to 3 uh, last year yeah 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 Ooh. and is the that is the only time that they have scored less than nine points in the entire time he has been the starting quarterback for the Chiefs so I feel I'm feeling fine I think it's about their possibility to score those points what's crazy you know it's just I just can't get over how bad they were considering how much time we spent on them in the offseason. Now we just get to ignore them. I will say I'm glad that our schedule is like this at the end and not the beginning. Okay. Get let's through the, get, get through the hard stuff and then skate yeah. to the top of the AFC. Okay. Then let's all, before we move on to the next discussion here, let's all put our stamp on it. What do you guys think is the chief's record at the end of the season? We did this at the beginning of the season for the first six weeks, and Kayla, mm-hmm. was, did, you, did you nail it on the head? She was one game off. I was one game off. I was not factoring in the Colts. That's right. You hadn't considered that the Chiefs could lose to Matt Ryan and in Indianapolis Colts. Correct. Okay, five games left. What do you guys think the Chiefs' final record is? 14 and three. 14 and three. I'm going to say 13 and four. What? Oh, you're going to have them lose? Who are we losing to? The yeah, Seahawks? The Raiders. The Raiders last game. Yeah, why not? That that does scare me a little bit on the road. That was an exciting game last year. They also might be playing for a playoff spot. Yeah, no kidding. All of a sudden, they're five and seven. They're only two games out of the wild card. And the two teams ahead of them, you don't believe in. Don't look now. The Raiders are getting hot. By the way, they've beaten just nobody. Still bad team. (laughs) Yeah, the Raiders definitely. Because we only beat them by a point at home. And then you factor on the road. Yeah. I don't know. I think road we in out. Vegas, pretty much another home game. Eh, pretty much the same. Well, guys, on that, if we do, in fact, finish 14 and three, will you consider the regular season a success considering who the losses came against? Minus the Colts. I, I, honestly, <laughs> before the year, considering because I know that people are now tired of because the cool thing, the trendy thing to do on Twitter now is be like, I don't want to ever hear another broadcast crew mention the fact that Tyreek Hill's gone. And I know that you don't want to hear the name, but no offense. It was kind of a big deal that the Chiefs lost a wide receiver who's going to finish the season with like 10 touchdowns and 1,800 yards. It's kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal that they traded away their franchise caliber 
wide receiver in the offseason and still lead the NFL in scoring. Patrick Mahomes leads the NFL in passing touchdowns. He leads the NFL in passing yardage while they lost that guy. So if you would have told me going into the year, lock up 14 wins with the NFL's second hardest strength of schedule going into the year based on last year's record. Yeah, I think I'd have taken it. How can I not call it success? They had one nonsensical crap game against the Colts and they lost to two top competitors in last minute losses. It sucks that the losses came against great teams because you want them beating great teams going into the playoffs. Right. But but they had one bad loss in the year. They lost three games. They finished 14 and three. Yeah, I think it's a win. So context matters a little bit, and I'm guilty of constantly changing my expectations and then holding the team to those new expectations, not the preseason, because you're right. In the preseason, I thought with all of the spending that all the other teams did in the AFC, that this may be the year where the Chiefs aren't the team to beat. And then what happened? We got halfway through the season. The Bills hit a little slide, and all of a sudden... The Chiefs are the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites. Patrick Mahomes, the overwhelming MVP favorite. And so that's the expectations that I want to hold them to. So now I look back on it and say, man, like that's a great record. But if you don't beat the Bills and the Bengals, do I really consider you the team to beat in the AFC? Because those are the two teams I'm most fearful of having to face in the postseason. I don't know how to wrestle with that. Well, to your point, Nick, what are our impressive wins then? What I still it? think that they got the Chargers at the healthiest. I don't Chargers. think that, like, there's context there. They got the Chargers at the absolute peak Chargers long before anybody was ever hurt. So that first that first game against the Chargers has got to be one of their better wins, doesn't it? Yeah, the Bucks. I guess like I know I know the Bucks aren't a great team this year. Caught them at their healthiest, too. In terms of impressiveness. Yeah, that would be up there. I guess the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Most dominant wins even though I don't know how much you you guys respect those teams individually. Those are probably the three best ones. That's got to matter too, right? That you have the ability to blow out other good teams. Just wish this was happening against our AFC foes. It's hard because you could do this kind of with almost any, like, yeah, I understand that. And the NFC is certainly a weaker conference, but when you really start shaking out most team schedules, like Cincinnati's biggest win is obviously going to be the Chiefs. But they have just as many bad losses as the Chiefs because, well, they have four of them for starters, and their losses include the Pittsburgh Steelers in the very first week of the season. So sure, context, right, Nick? Right. But it's they still lost to that team. Their floor at some point this season was still losing to that team. Their best win outside of the Chiefs is, oh, they've got Miami, too. I take it back. So they have two. Impressive wins. That was the game, and that was the game at Miami where Tua went out with the. Uh, oh, with yeah, yeah. So you know what? Maybe that one doesn't even count. So, let's, so it's like they have one impressive win against Kansas City. They beat Tennessee, the same as Kansas City. So let's do this exercise now with the Bills because this is interesting. The Bills have three losses. They lost to the Dolphins by two. They lost to the Jets by three. They lost to the Vikings by three in overtime. I guess you would say their best win would be obviously the Chiefs. Uh, They beat the Ravens by three. So this is the exercise that you sort of get to do, which is that when you're, you're right, Cody, when you shake it out, turns out you're more likely to lose to good teams than you are bad teams. And the more good teams you play, the more opportunities to lose games you have on your schedule. So 
that's sort of the crux of all of this. Would you rather have a team that only loses to bad teams and then all of a sudden be afraid of uh, an early playoff exit? Like, right. If what if you're playing in wild card weekend, do you, would, would you rather have a team that, that could potentially lose to the jets in the divisional round? Or would you rather have a team that you know is going to have a chance to play for the Super Bowl, which is, I think where the chiefs are at. Yeah. No matter who they face, most likely if they don't get the buy going back to the first conversation, no matter who they face in that first round, they're beating that team. All the teams they'd face are just like the Raiders or the chargers or the Titans or the jets. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Not the Titans probably because they won the division, but oh, fine, whatever. Right. Those are whatever teams. They can beat those teams. It is those top teams. And in those games this year, even like uh, late, like last year, not only do they lose to the top teams in the AFC, they all beat their ass like the, you know, Cincinnati or, or they blew a huge lead like they blew a, a 10 point lead to Cincinnati in the fourth quarter. And they got they got beat in by the Bills. So like the regular season in a way felt worse. This time they had the ball or had the ball late with a chance to win it. It was just a coin flip game that they lost. And I'll take, if you can just guarantee me being in a coin flip game against Cincinnati or Buffalo in the postseason, I'll take it right now. Guarantee me that chance because they might win that coin flip this time. They got just as likely as a chance as you do. Well, guys, to wrap all this up in a bow before we move on, how important is it to get the one and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs? I have decided that despite very limited evidence, it, it matters less than it used to. Mm, especially three- when we play better on the road. <laughs> Here's what I put. There are three years of evidence now under the new playoff system. There is exactly one team with a bye who has made the Super Bowl. One. Okay, but how many how many examples do we have to go off of here? Six? Six. Okay. But the, but the rate, hold on, but the rate of previous bye teams to make the Super Bowl, I looked it up, was 77%. So in the old system, 77% of the time, if you had a bye, you'd make the postseason. And in the new, admittedly, small sample size, 20%, less than actually. Right. It's 17 and a half percent chance of making the Super Bowl. Like, I just don't think it matters the way it used to because it just takes one team knocking you off and then you're right back at home like last year for the Chiefs. But Cody, if I, I mean, I'm not trying to teach you, I'm not trying to like act like I'm teaching you odds here, but like if I flipped a coin six times and only landed on heads once, you wouldn't say that, wow, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tails every single time if I flip it a hundred sure. times, right? Like I, I just, I want every advantage you can possibly get, especially knowing the caliber of opponents. Cause you're right. We've talked a lot about how good the chiefs have played on the road, but they haven't had to go like the, the, the good games that they've played on the road. Haven't been against the best teams. We just saw them go to Cincinnati and we didn't see an a plus performance from them. We've seen an a plus performance against the chargers who have absolutely no home field environment or against a Niners team that at the time you were just simply flat out better than a Buccaneers team. Same as the case. Cardinals team, same as the case. So knowing that if you're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs, you're likely going to be going to Cincinnati or Buffalo. That part scares me a little bit. If it's if it's Miami, I could probably live with that, right? If you're telling want a Super Bowl there. Right, right. That's basically a home game. But if you're telling me <laughs> you gotta go to Buffalo or Cincy, that scares me a little bit. Look, I'd still rather have the bye. I just don't think it's the advantage it used to be. It's just not that hard to end up being the home field team through the bye. And because the playoff field is weakened every year when you're the two seed and now it gets down to seven, the seventh seed three years in a row has been a loser, like a team that is bad. It was Pittsburgh last year. It's going to be the Jets this year. Those teams aren't good enough to beat you. So it's a mini buy. It's not a full buy, 
Then you get the home game in the round two. And then all you're asking for is one upset somewhere along the way. You're only going to have to really play one road game, in my opinion. The Chiefs are like, I don't think they're falling out of the two. They're going to be the two. So it's like, it just doesn't, I'm not like panicked if they don't get the one, I guess is where I'm at. Are we a little nervous that we don't know what Patrick Mahomes looks like on the road? In the he, playoffs? Scores more, he scores more points per game, averages more yards per play in his career on the road than at home. So I don't know. I guess I'm fine. Yeah. The fact that we don't play as well at home. What I do like is the fact that the fans show up and that's huge for the visiting team and helping us. Yeah, I think there's an advantage for the defense more than it is for Mahomes. I think you're just more likely to get in a shootout if you got to go on the road, which if I've got Mahomes, I'll take my chances.